Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, welcome into Cleveland Browns Daily. Let's go straight to the podium. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Greg, um, how well has he been playing in the slot for you uh, this season so far? And do you, have, do you feel good about Cam or whoever else? Yeah, Cam's had to come in and play for us um, in the past. He's been reliable to do his job. Um, come in in some situations where he hasn't got a lot of practice reps and gone in. And um, if he has to play this week, he'll have gotten a lot of practice reps. And uh, I think I'll stay in my theme of evaluating all our players as four and three. You mentioned, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, how you were pleased with the red zone defense. Um, and then obviously gave up some more touchdowns against Seattle. What do, you, what do you see that's not getting done down there that you think needs to be done? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is we have to stop people from running the ball across our goal line. If we're going to take pride in being a physical uh, defense, um, that starts with run defense. And... Um, you know, it gets accentuated in the red zone. The field shrinks a little bit, and uh, we have to do a better job of stopping the run. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Does it matter to you who plays quarterback for them? Two guys who haven't played all year. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it matters who's playing. You know, who's playing left guard. It matters who's playing wide receiver. We're going to take it all into consideration. Um, I think that you know we have eight games of their offense on film. And with Dobbsy running it, you know, they ran a lot of quarterback runs, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's anything um, different with Kyler Murray if he plays. And I would expect, um, you know, if the rookie plays for them to, you know, stay with, um, you know, stay with what they've, what they've done. You know, I, I don't imagine that they would change the entire game plan just for one guy. Um, I think there was a reason that um, they wanted to fit Dobbs into that role. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to look at the scheme. We're going to take into account players' individual strengths and weaknesses as we, um, as we put our scheme together. But we'll be ready whatever they decide to do. He's a big guy. Does he run the same stuff? Um, well, he didn't in the preseason. They ran the offense, but he didn't run a lot of the quarterback runs. But, uh, you know, a lot of teams don't run those quarterback runs in the preseason, right? You know. Well, they, they, they have it. Um, they have a lot of stuff on tape from the first eight games, you know, and so, you know, we're going to prepare for that scheme and then we're going to prepare for the individual talents of, of players. So, you know, Toon played a lot in the preseason, threw a lot of passes. So, you know, we have pretty good evaluation of, um, of that stuff. And, 
you know, we have, like I said, we have eight games of what they do on offense, and we just got to melt those together if that's the guy. If it's another guy, then, you know, we have to melt it together with the individual strengths and weaknesses of that player, um, you know, so. Uh, how good was the Murray's first interception on tape? Just how good has he been for you guys this year? Yeah, Mo's been, um, I don't want to say a pleasant surprise because he's been a good player. You know, he had a setback with injuries the last few years and, um, you know, and, and had a hard time getting started in training camp because of some injuries. But now that he's healthy, he's really made good strides. He's he's attacked before. He was with San Fran, so he's played in the scheme before. So his development probably a little bit ahead of some other guys that have never done it before. Um, gives us some pass rush, um, and that was just a really outstanding play. You know, we we sort of sandwiched really good play with really poor play. You know, we started off the first three series, and um, you know we had a lot of fires to put out. We made a few adjustments, and we sort of found our stride, and we went seven series of playing about as good a defense as you can play, like punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, interception, punt. And then it was just so disappointing to leave it there at the end of the game. Our offense needed us the most right there after an interception. They needed us the most, and uh, we didn't get the job done. So we feel a tremendous uh, responsibility for that. Um, but if, the more plays we can make like Mo made, um, and, and an interesting thing with that, he had never practiced that position. Um, you know, we had some injuries with Zadarius and Zadarius and you know some other guys, and we had sort of mix mix and matched our defensive line guys. And he went in and you know, I mean, it, at most he had gotten mental reps on that blitz, but went in and executed it really well, and then athletically made a a, a really good catch. But um, you know, we we need we need more of that. We need more of that middle of the game. Um, we can't be a feast or famine defense. That's not a way to play. Uh, that's not a way to play defense. And you know our run game was feast and famine too. You know we we played. You know most of our snaps really good in the run game, but then we gave up three big plays in the run game, and that's not going to get it done. That's not where we want to be. That's not where um, we need to to go to take this team where we want to go. We're getting any turnovers. You were worried that if you start going for them, that's what you don't want to see. Now you're getting the turnovers and the tackling is falling off. Did you fall victim to, the, to what you were No, not not in those cases, Tone. I mean, like like Mo was doing his job in the scheme. Um, you know, MJ was doing his job in the scheme, playing really good technique. Um, but I think you did see some examples that some of the gaps in our run game were us chasing boots. And our eyes got distracted. Instead of doing our job in the run game, we were we were trying to make a sack and hard to get a sack on a run play. So, um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, we have had to guard against that. And, um, you know, I think that there is a, you know, there's a fine line between, um, you know, doing your job and, and then trying to do too much. And we've talked about that ad nauseum. Um, in here and, you know, everywhere else. You know, if we just do our job, if we just be us the best that we can be, the plays will come to us. We don't need to hunt plays. And, um, you know, we can make those. I was disappointed in the game that, you know, we missed two or three sacks. I think that really could have changed the, the complexion of that game. And we can't now change personality because we've missed those sacks. We just gotta you know, we just gotta finish those plays when they come up next time as opposed to trying to do something different. And 
you know, I think that, you know, it's probably a tale as to old as time from, you know, peewee to high school to college to NFL, um, you know, where, you know, playing, playing your job and letting the plays come to you as opposed to, you know, trying to, and, and not, a, it, it's not like our guys trying to play outside the scheme or anything else. It's, all right, I see this split. This is what route's coming. And instead of anticipating and playing your technique, all of a sudden you can jump things a little too much, and then you end up with feast or famine football. But um, for the most part, I don't think that was the thing in this game. We just had a hard time getting started. Um, took us a few series to really find some some footing. We changed We changed an awful lot in those first three series, and I was really proud of the guys because – they really found their footing, but then the way we ended that game was um, was extremely disappointing for all of us. About that, uh, the starts. Um, Highsmith, I know from the Steelers, got that one touchdown, but still, you guys are giving up more points in the first quarter than any other quarter. So, do you have an explanation for that, or what can be done to get better starts? Yeah, I mean, you could look at a lot of ways. Maybe we make really good adjustments. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we, we talk about starting fast, um, but you know, you're going to have things when when a game's new that um, an offense is doing something maybe a little bit different, and we have to make adjustment to what that is. Um, I think in those first series, we just have to play our technique and our responsibility, and if we do that, that like our message is that's enough. If if we um, if we do those things, so. Um, you know, there is always, I mean, there's, the game is 60 minutes long. Seasons now are 17 plus weeks. There's going to be a lot of adjustments and ebbs and flows of a season, right? You know, there's going to be things that an offense does that try to take advantage of what you do. And then, you know, and then the defense make, takes countermeasures and then the offense. I mean, it's, it, that, that's a constant thing throughout a season, but also throughout a game. Um, but, yeah, we, we need to start better. We need to start faster. Um, and we need to stop the run. In the games that we've stopped the run, we played really well. In games that we've been leaky in the run game, whether it was this last one giving up a few big plays or a game like the Colts where we just we just gave up a lot of smaller gains, but we didn't control the run game. Baltimore, we didn't control the run game. When we control the run game, good things happen for us on defense, and that's our focus. Hudson, uh, knowing your personnel so well, and then Jonathan Gannon having taken over for you and probably knowing a lot of the nuances of, of your scheme, do you just do what you do, or do you have to change up your some of your looks and fronts to kind of cross them up a bit? Well, we have he was here too, so we have a we have a lot of experience in our building with him too. So that that probably works both ways. Um, you know, I'm sure all my playbooks were on the server when I left Philadelphia. But, you know, people change terminology. They, you know, adapt to their players. What we're doing now is probably about maybe 40, 40 or 50% different than what we did in Philadelphia. Not just because we have different players, but because the league goes through ebbs and flows and, you know, different things like that. So, um, you know, and and we also have a significant number of different faces on uh, defense. So, you know, when, when it's all said and done, it might help with a little bit of preparation, might make our preparation a little bit uh, easier at times. But when it comes down to it, it's Sunday. It's going out and performing and executing and uh, playing, you know, physical and playing with effort and playing with some passion for the game. That's what you were in 
not being able to get that last stop after the interception. What did you identify as what was the biggest issue? Yeah, well, it was it was the one play missing the tackle. You know, they throw a short pass. We we end up in zone on that play, and um, you know we had we had uh, you know played a good technique in the zone to force him to throw a three or four yard and then missed missed tackle and that put him in field goal range and then all of a sudden they're in field goal range and um, you know the game completely changes so that's probably and you know the exact same thing happened to us in San Fran San Fran was man right but um, you know it got a completion and and when we're going to do some more stuff in some two minute situations in practice um, you know and and just add add to our periods a little bit more because when the game's on the line like that, we have to perform better. All right, guys. All right, there you go. Jim Schwartz at the podium as we welcome you in on a Thursday edition of the program. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's strong. It's, I like it. Yeah, thank you. A couple in a row. Good you, job look, this fantastic. you look great. This is this is the unbelievable hoodie. This is a, an incredible gift out of you. There will be a reciprocation uh, that I'm working it's on. It's a gift. I understand, but there will be. I'm working on some things. Yeah. Um, this is the perfect hoodie for this. Oh, my gosh. For this weather. And I like the way it's cut. It's got a nice cut to the it. The angles. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. We don't want to cool talk about it. it too much. Well, no. I want to talk about well, it Well, no one's going to find it with that beautiful horse on the side. No. How you been? I'm good. 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 Uh, I'm feeling, you know, feeling good. Uh, you know, everybody's heard. We've got a lot of talk about zip. We're not talking about Akron, but we're talking about the zips on the ball. Big win for Akron last night in the yeah, wagon wheel. Action. They, yeah, they beat Kent, and um, they get to – that was their second win of the season, I believe, for uh, Joe Moorhead. It was 1-7 v. 1-7. Give me Cam. It was on ESPNU. What happened to Kent's with the – why aren't they good at football anymore? I don't, Kent had a good run. year last Antonio year. Antonio Gates isn't walking through that door. <laughs> Easy. They've been good since then. They've had some good teams. Yeah, they had a great team – a couple of years ago, they were one of the top offenses. Right, Their yeah. offensive coordinator. Is oh, that's right. He was in Colorado. Colorado. That's right. Where did yeah. Edelman go? Edelman was, was Kent State, right? Yeah. The wagon wheel doesn't compare to Bowling Green v. Ball State on ESPN2, which my father was quite pleased was the case last night. That game was on? That was last night? Was that a rivalry game? Not at all. <laughs> that was 4-4 uh, four and four versus 2-6. You, you got to be the Toledo, right? You and Toledo, that's the big one? What's that called? I think it's the peace pipe. It, it's now something else. But uh, why would you change that name? You shouldn't. Well, <laughs> why would you change that name? I don't. I don't the peace remember. Peace pipe is something they're, that they're, the, they're, they have some kind it's of beautiful now. Or they have some. We're gonna smoke the peace pipe together. Is. Right. No. That's the beautiful thing. The Native Americans come into the teepee. Let's we'll smoke the peace pipe, and that means our beef is over. Uncle Tom had a teepee on his on the property, up behind the house. A little right. peace pipe it, action. It, it used to be that. What was and it? It's now what was something it, uh, else. What was it's the Battle of I seventy five. The TP? Yeah, I don't. Canvas, I believe. It was, was canvas. His. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't hides. Okay. No. I don't know what it is. It's some trophy. It used to be really cool. It used to be the peace pipe. I was hoping it was hides. It takes a lot of hides to do a big TP. For sure. Yeah, it takes a lot. Bill and, Walton. It, and it's and also it would have to be you know and you can't hunt bison. No. So you're going to be talking about. You're gonna probably be cow. What be do you think it was choice. though? What would the the they or- would have been they would have been buffalo or bison? Yeah, yeah. There you That's go. What they but like, been. shout out to the Zips. I think they scored like twenty one or twenty four in the fourth quarter to come back and win. They were down by three scores. Yeah, yeah. It was AIDS at the game. Uh, she she was supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know if tailgating went awry, <laughs> but my kid did not make it to the. She game. did not make it to the game. No, very good. 
Um, and the, the molder of the boys. She's one of the molders of the boys. She was, she, we saw her on Saturday. I was going to say, I didn't realize she was at, uh, at the compound was, on Saturday. She was, she was there on Saturday, got through the retina scan just fine. We now got her on file. So she was wow. in charge of the children. Yeah. What did you guys do? Was we had, well, we, we did, couldn't do much because we had the Buckeye game at 7.30, little yeah. 7.30. So we had a, uh, a dinner, uh, the blonde and I had a dinner, and then we did, we're back by 7.30 to watch the Buckeye game. So oh, just quick. a little date night? Yeah, it was quick, hour and a half. Oh, baby. It was like an little AARP downtown 140. Dude. Well, and she had a. It was like no, an was AARP. She oh. had a, uh, it is, that's our life now is that. <laughs> well, I got, two, I I got basketball practices from four to nine tonight and no stops in between. So look, there won't even be. I'll have to eat dinner at three uh, thirty. That's where we're at, kids. That's where Gross. we're at on a game week edition. Sounds awful. That could have went in another way. <laughs> could have. Um, was close. <laughs> all right, let's let's take a quick timeout. We'll update you on velocity and zip and all of those things. Zip, baby. Uh, we'll get into that coming up next. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back in. Uh, topics of the day presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, Deshaun Watson with a media availability in the uh, right around noon, I guess, is when it took place and told play, uh, reporters earlier he's not sure if he'll be able to play on Sunday. We know we, we saw him throwing yesterday. Zip. And they had a little bit of zip in the step. Amari we'll today. See. Team zip, according to the cardiac kid. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so he'll be back on the practice field today um, at one thirty. So you, in ten minutes, right? I think if he goes through today and he, he puts in a full today, puts in a full tomorrow, I think he's going to head in this game without an injury designation, and I think he's going to start. I think right now that is the trend. What we're preparing ourselves for, not locking it in, is could something change? But he's feeling the best he's felt. He's throwing the ball the best he's thrown it. It feels like he is back. And I wouldn't read. So I, I want to list, give you the number of names that are on this injury report. David Bell, knee, DNP, one. Joel Batonio, not injury-related, rest, two. Amari Cooper, not injury-related, rest, three. Delpit, ankle, shoulder, limited, four. Tony Field, shoulder, full, five. Jerome Ford, ankle, limited, six. Mike Ford, glute, limited, seven. Miles Garrett, not injury-related, rest, eight. Dewan Jones, shoulder, DNP, nine. Cam Mitchell, groin, full, shoulder, full, ten. Greg Newsom, groin, DNP, 11. Chief, DNP, ankle, 13, Zadarius, not injury-related, rest, DNP, that's 14. Sione Taikitaki, hamstring, limited, 15. Anthony Walker, shoulder, limited, 16. Deshaun Watson, right shoulder, limited, 17. Jed Wills, foot, ankle, DNP, 17? 18. 18. Alex Wright, knee, DNP, 19. They have seven on theirs, by the way. We have 19. I wouldn't say how many humans do we have in the roster? I wouldn't read too much into this. And on a lot of these, and the ones that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that I'm not reading too much into, because they only just – all they did was a seven-on-seven. Seven. 
was the only part that was like a full speed practice. The rest was a jog through is what Kevin Stefanski said yesterday. So in a seven on seven, you really have no idea if your offensive lineman would practice or not. So Jed Wills played reportedly was no worse for wear coming out of that game. Dewan Jones, same thing. Uh, I think that we'll see today, but I think both could return to practice today. And so I wouldn't get too worried about this. If this list stays like this going into Friday, that becomes more of a concern, but I think we're going to see a big change in this list going into tomorrow. But from their standpoint, some interesting ones. First is Michael Wilson, who has 401 yards, averaging 16 yards per catch, their rookie at a Stanford DNP shoulder. And Amari DiMercato, their leading running back right now, James Conner on IR, DNP toe. So something to keep an eye on there. Kyler Murray, quote-unquote, full. But the reports were, at least in the open portion of media, he was on the side throwing to practice squad guys, not working with the team. That was Clayton Toon and Jeff Driscoll. Not even Clayton Toon and, and Kyler getting reps. It was Clayton Toon and Jeff Driscoll. You've said it all week long. It makes sense for him, and not just because it's wishful thinking on our part, but just if you are operating the Arizona Cardinals, why put throw him into this? snake pit like this this is not going to be perfect conditions even if it's going to be okay it's not going to be perfect that's right um who knows what the turf's going to be like this defense no thanks i'll next week at home climate controlled we'll see it on atlanta grady jarrett's on ir are their best pass rusher yeah absolutely a little bit of a soft landing spot for your uh i i don't i think they are an interesting team though because i don't i don't know that their mind is made up on what they're going to do with if with him or if they're in a position to draft one of these quarterbacks how they handle that. I think that's why you want to play, you him, play him and play him in, you know, advantageous situations. You want to play him so that you know and so that also to potentially showcase. Correct. Because I think there'd be a great deal of interest in him if he were on the market. I would agree with that. I think there would be a great deal of interest as we see the the dearth, a.k.a. the paucity Good of word. quality quarterback Jeez. play going on right now. Tequila phone home. Well, I, what I like, though, is so he had the water bottle in this hand. Yeah, yeah. He dialed it, held it up, but then yeah. also went like this. That's true. He had it both sides. No, you had already established already this is the this phone. This it. Come on. Come on. Together. By the way, that's the size of a cell phone in uh, the late 90s. Yeah, the Zach Morris. Yeah. The boys asked me, uh, NBC said, when did you have? When did you get your first cell phone? I said, college. College. And he goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah. And it was literally, bud, just a phone. This? is so much more powerful than any computer we interacted with through college. Probably computer. Yeah, for sure. There was nothing. And it's a camera. Kids, I remember when you had to take a camera everywhere and then you had to drop the film off. The film? And then you had to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Think about what happened to the Kodak company with this. (laughs) Sad for them. Yeah. Unfortunate. Didn't see it coming. Listen, there were a lot of people, I think, I knew a buddy in high school who worked at one of those film development places you know, yeah you know like, oftentimes like a drive up yeah for sure drop, and, drop it in and well the other thing is somebody yep got to see all of your pictures that's right and some of them were pretty good that's right <laughs> that's true there was a perk to that job if there i remember a great perk to that job <laughs> some fantastic perks yeah. works out well we for got ab walking around oh yeah sure the sure, great sure, ab sure, sure. that guy giving us a mm, strong yeah, job a bit a bit of a stink eye out of that guy he's yeah. with wasn't there yeah yeah, a little bit of a He's tour, getting a maybe. tour by AB. Must be a man of consequence, Feels I would like a say. A little bit of a tour is happening here. 
Um, we do have a transaction. We signed tackle Leroy Watson to the active roster, officially in his first NFL season out of UTSA. Originally signed as an undrafted free agent by Atlanta, Watson spent his rookie season in all of 23 on the Niners practice squad. It says he's 6'5", 260. So Seems smallish. Not the biggest. So he, he was giving up 115 pounds, if that's right, to uh, our guy Dewan Jones. But obviously, good athlete, mm-hmm. good in space, knows the zone scheme coming from where he's been. Yeah. yeah. UT San Antonio Roadrunners? That sounds right. Griff says Roadrunners. Nailed it. He would know. Yeah. Deep in the heart of Texas, yeah. relishing in the Rangers' first World Series win. No, he's the one who watched. Bochi, no. Did. There might have been two. Bochi. That's why my dad kept asking me. Bochi. Who's that? Bruce Bochi, the manager of the Rangers, who was for a time the manager of the Giants. Hold on and a the second. Padres. Bochi's the manager of the Yes. Of he's the, the World Rangers? Series. Yeah. He's won all those World Series with the Giants, and now he won one with Texas? Yeah, Bochi. Yeah, Bochi is a guy, he's man. Fourth. Dude, he's Bochi's a Robert a Horry of managers. Wow. <laughs> Bochi. I saw Lachlan Murdoch on the, uh, on the big call this morning with the Fox people, not pleased with the uh, with the World Series at all. At all. Let's see. Game one was on a Friday night. They're all eight. Who's watching? You followed it up with a game two on a Saturday night college football. Oh, yeah, you can't. By the way, pro football references Leroy's 311. So that feels more right. There's a, we have a 51-pound discrepancy. I'm going to go with their numbers. At t- considering he's a tackle, there are a lot of 260-pound tackles. This is at 1964. <laughs> so... I think that that's. Pretty, I feel like he'd be. A, I'm just telling you, that's right. I feel like I gotta, I gotta get eyes different, on him. I feel like he's playing a different position if he's 260 something. Maybe we sign him off the Niners 84. He could be squad. a center at 260, maybe. Remember uh, when Mad would make a, such a big deal about the Cowboys with the all 300 pounders? Line, they're all 300 pounders. Yeah. Need circle them. Circle just for reference, we are 310, 320, 320, 315, 375. That's a little bit more like it. Yeah, I don't think we're bringing in 260. I don't think so either. Pro football reference says 311. Makes me feel a little bit better. That seems a little bit more right for sure. Um, Yeah, World Series. I didn't didn't watch a second of it. My kids didn't ask to watch a second of it. I watched Um, two batters in the eighth against Chapman, and he retired them. Araldis Chapman? Yeah. He's still pitching for the Rangers. For the Rangers. Wow. Yeah. I guess I did know people in the World Series. I've been saying I don't know anybody. I know my boy Corey Seager won the MVP. I saw that this morning. He was with the Dodgers. He got the hit that it was a seven. It was scoreless through seven. I flipped it on for one second. It was scoreless through seven. He got the hit that led to the one this is, run. This will be a historically low from a rating standpoint. This is what happens when you play the most important games of the year past 830 at night in the East Coast for 25 years. No one's seen an important baseball game. No. Kids haven't. And now you grow up Unless you're not living being used to watching market. it. Yeah, that's three. That looks like three eleven to me. Yeah, that ain't no two sixty five. That looks like two sixty. Not the band. The weight. It's interesting because that sport is still baseball's become a lot like how the nhl is whereas you care about the team in your town but you don't care about the sport yeah that makes sense i think that's fair yeah that's what that's basically i I would say as a as a youth i remember football still being immensely popular like especially in my house i mean the the calendar was built around the 49ers and then monday night football was on every single week in our house Mm -hmm. um Halftime of Monday Night Football was like must watch because that's where you got highlights the of the whole league. Yeah. So you got to see it. Um, but baseball was. Baseball postseason was. 
I mean, you remember, I remember everything, everything about Braves, Pirates, and an NLCS with Bonds and Sid Bream. A's I Red Sox for me. Oh, A's Red Sox, absolutely. Um, yeah, you remember all of those oh, man. things. The, the Mets in 86, like sure. the, the Twins and Braves, the Bra- Braves and Blue Jays, like Phillies and Blue Jays, rather. I mean, there were so many of those that are crystallized it's, all the way through. It's been like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know the gap. I mean, what were the ratings for this? Well, oh, they're like seven million. Like the game one of the World Series would have been the third highest watched college football game from last weekend. I think the last game of the World Series was I saw was the lowest rated World Series game ever. Yeah, that's in play. I mean, the two teams that are playing in it don't help. The fact that one one of them won eighty six games, the other one ninety, and you have hundred win teams like the Dodgers and the Orioles and the Braves who didn't get out of the postseason in the first rounds with the wild card. So. Not great. Not great. Mad Dog Russo shouldn't be working anymore. No, I agree. I think he should be. I love Doggy. First of all, I want him to work forever. Of course. But I think he should have done the thing he did with Stern, where he walks around in the the bikini or whatever. That's what he should have been forced. He should have done that. He said, I will quit. I will retire. If the the Diamondbacks get to the World Series. (laughs) They did. And then he reneged on that. And then Howard said, well, what you need to do is you need to walk around in a bikini. And he said, fine, I'll do that. And then he, no, not doing that either. Oh, Howard's done with them. I don't blame him. Howard's furious. I don't blame him. So, game two uh, was the lowest-watched World Series game of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Game two. Okay. Two nights later, game three set a new record low of fewer than 8.13 million. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday night's game four saw a jump back above the numbers for games two and three, but the average of 8.48 million was still a record low for a World Series game four. We're talking about what do you say? Twenty-eight million people watched Niners Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, On ESPN is like Monday Night Football. It's not even that. It. Like that's that's all that's the NFL, but it's even the college football. Yeah. On a weekly basis, it's the number competes, two sport in the country. College football competes against itself in yes. every time slot, multiple multiple channels, and it still delivers three two games a weekend. That's better than that. I mean, it's nuts. It's the number two sport. It's the number two sport. Last in this year's World Series averaged eleven point seven six million. God, that's a drop. Again, I mean, it's a big drop. It's that's a million. huge drop. Not great. It's but what? It's more than twenty. It's like twenty-seven percent. Yeah. Congratulations, Griff. Yep. There Griff watched it. There you go. We so, need Griff cam. We had. Um, I'm going to turn the camera on him. We had he the wanted, but he's going to get it. The passing of the general last night, Orville, Ohio's own Robert Montgomery Knight. <laughs> general. Eighty-three may come to come to you as no surprise that Zago was a big general that Robert Montgomery Nightman that he would be yeah. loved him I feel yeah I think that as a man who wouldn't let you swing a club at Olympia Olympic it was Olympic Olympic Olympic, Olympic yeah uh that does not surprise me that that would be in order there's a that. lot of in my in my the generation above me a lot of watch me do things <laughs> watch me drink my coffee that's right watch me play Olympic club yeah even though you're a lovely High school you, or a college golf or whatever go, I was at the time. And go far from it. You would be far from embarrassing to anybody. What a treat this would be for me. No. Play a par three, Nate. Who gets hurt? Like with we're playing with the members at twosome. There wasn't anybody else. Nobody. Nobody else was even there. Just watch. I carry my bag. Club? No, no. Which is watch also carry the my bag. Was for you to carry the bag. Yeah, that was the privilege. Yeah. And you thought, boy, it'd be fun to play a hole here. Maybe even hit a shot on a par three. Be cool. Who gets like hurt? Like father, like brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's unbelievable. You thought when he asked you to do that that you would get to play a whole – you thought you'd get to swing a little bit, or did you show up thinking I'm going to play? 
Did you know what you were signing up for? Yes, but I thought like while we were there, I was going to get to hit many. Balls. And then once I showed them that I could hit, not that they, he didn't, Zago knew, but once I showed the yeah. member, Jack Bieber, and I figured Jack Bieber would be like, all right, you're playing. Yes. Do you believe, as this is a man who also walked off the course when you were going to beat him. For the first time ever. Do you believe that your prowess, he was worried about your prowess on the course upstaging his own? One million percent. Because mm. as you say that, that's what I opinion. read into it, that he thought, I am not going to have my nephew outplay me at Olympic with a, with a member who's my friend. So keep, yeah, like his, keep the clubs in the One of his bag. best friends and rivalry, rivals. Okay, now I think. I think that's possible. That's I, where I'm at. That's what I, I was you said that to me, that was my impression. I mean, his walk off in Tucson is one of the all time just unreal moves. I will do it to my children when that happens. I'm doing exactly that. Sorry, can't keep going. Not safe. I'll see you guys later. I'm doing that for sure. That's unbelievable. That was like But that's what I think. When you tell that story just now again and you do all the math on it, and if you said that they saw you so you were on the range? No, I never even got to, so you I never got to swung. swung. So this guy never saw you play. Mm -hmm. But your uncle had. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what played I many times. I, Zago taught me the game. I'd buy, he'd seen the, a lot of my golf. Yeah. That's what I think. I think he didn't want you the, upstaging him. The one time that he, one, yeah, when he's like, is it in the air? And then he walks off. <laughs> I'm like, we, it's very good. We're on like 16 or 17. I remember it was 16 or 17. I'm going to win. Yeah. Too dark. And he had a pull, he had a pull, pull cart, cart. And I just, Wait a second. And he's Where do you even ride. go at 16 or 17? Like you got to go ride. 218 to get to the clubhouse. Yeah. Gone. Gone. I um, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Montana, and yet I've crossed paths with Bob Knight a lot uh, in my life. He loves to hunt, love to hunt, um, specifically birds. Like he loved to hunt pheasants. And so when I was a kid, he put on a basketball conference or a basketball camp in Shelby, Montana, which is near where I grew up, really middle of nowhere, Rocky Mountain front. Um, and so cross paths when I was a kid then. Um, then I went to was in Columbus for a long time, and he was on the 1960 national championship team. He was the sixth man. Um, but in 2010, they honored it, the 50th anniversary of that team. So that had Jerry Lucas and John Havlicek. Those were the dudes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, two of the top 75 players of all time. And then Bob was the sixth man. And – Despite the fact that he was that, he was every time that team got together, and I've been around him a bunch of times, he was the captain of it. Like they followed. It was like, all right, we're going to interview. You're going to do it at 630. You're going to be there five minutes before. We're going to come in and we're going to be out at 640. You're going to do me, Jerry, and Hondo, and you're done. That's it. Like it was, the, but he was very cool, but it was like, these are the parameters. You're doing it now, or, or you're not doing it. Like this is how it's going to go. And they all would. Whatever he did, they locked yeah. in. Let's yeah. do it. This makes sense. And any time they were introduced in front of the crowd down there, he got the biggest reaction. Like, he got the biggest ovation. And he was a nemesis for them for years at Indiana. Um, there's that classic game in the early 90s, Jimmy Jackson versus Calvert Chaney. That was yep. a oh, ridiculous yeah. game. Um, Calvert Chaney. Both those guys were dudes. Yeah, but, I hate um, him when the, uh, the Bullets drafted him and he was trying to take Usurp Rex's PT. <laughs> He was a hell of a player. What he was a, a national player. Not of a year. good. It was not a good pro. No, no, no. Good college player. No, no. When Jimmy a, was a good pro. And when you're a lefty, it just looks better. Yeah, he was a sweet. Jimmy's a great player. pro. And then yeah. Tony Braxton brought them down. Brought it all down. Um, so Bob had that, and then um, this was probably a decade ago. I got a text from my brother, um, Dusty's Bar in 
near where I grew up in Brady, Montana, and this isn't a one stoplight town. This is a one stop sign town <laughs> and a one bar town. Like the yeah. only is there's a there is a gas station, a post office, and a bar. And our family owned the bar for a long time. And my brother was bartending, and he goes, "You're not going to believe who came in." And I, well, no, probably not. And it was Bob Knight, the general. So the general comes in. He orders a Jack and Coke and a Snickers bar. And one thing I knew about Coach Knight is he did not want to be made a big deal about, but he sure did like it if you knew who he was. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Uh huh. Of course. So my brother gets him his things. Nobody makes a big deal, and he obviously knows who he is. He watched a lot of basketball, and gets him the Jack and Coke, gets him the Snickers bar, and says, "What um, a great order!" Isn't that great? Jack and Coke and Jack the Snickers. Jack and Coke and the Snickers, unbelievable. And so uh, my brother goes, "There you go, Coach." And that like made up, up until that point, he made no mention that he knew who he was or anything. Just got took the order, little twinkle in his eye, little smile, put a hundred dollar bill on the bar, outsie, outski he went with the uh, with his order. So that was uh, that was the that. And then he went and ended up uh, pheasant hunting on my uncle's property. My cousin Ross Bishop drove him around, and they shot birds. So it's crazy. I've no he was I hated him as a kid. I hated Indiana basketball so much. Hated him. Um, but I've, I've crossed paths with him all these different ways for a guy who, and now I look back and you see the videos of him with the golfing show, which is just tremendous. Oh my God. <laughs> How much Amazing. he hated that. And the outtakes are unbelievable. That outtake that was going around yesterday of him after the 84 Olympics, like identifying Jordan at 21 as the best player he's ever seen. That was, it didn't, it seems now like, well, yeah, but in 84, nobody thought that telling the Portland GM draft Jordan and the Portland GM going, but we need a center. He goes, draft him to play center then. <laughs> right. He's that good. He's that good. And they drafted Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie yep. out of Kentucky. <clears throat> Sam Bowie. Yep. Yeah. Akeem went first. Yep. Akeem Olajuwon. He Sam went Bowie, third. And Michael Akeem Durant. was certainly a fine pick. And yeah. given what you knew about the game at that time. For sure. You're picking him. Yeah. But Sam Bowie, not a good pick. Was Drexler already in the league at that point? Drexler was already in the league. And so – Portland's idea was we already have a two guard who was also great great. he was really good but it's kind of like what happened with like on winning time with the Lakers where they're like we don't need a point guard why are we drafting Magic Johnson and Jerry Buss was like I don't care if we have Norm Nixon you draft Magic Johnson you draft him and you figure it out by the way in those days they were trying to stack the positional you know they look like we don't need this we need this by the way if you take those Portland teams and just take you make move Jerome Kersey to the bench and you ran out a lineup that was Terry Porter Clyde Jordan, Kevin Duck Duckworth. Williams, and Kevin Duckworth—they're winning a lot of titles. Well, and imagine because obviously Nike's right there. A lot of titles. Yes, they would have. Yeah, it just was a different, totally different sport. It wasn't positionless. It was like, no, I have to have. You have to sh- play this spot. But I would just be like, all right, Clyde, you're Clyde Drexler was six seven. He's plenty. Yeah, you're gonna play three. Oh my god, they solves been, it. They would have been nasty. I, I was lucky enough. We were young draws BG my my senior year. We played in oh. Indiana Classic. Yep. Dan Dockage was my coach. Mm-hmm. Dockage like Dockage and I had a great relationship. I wasn't even a full like member of the media. I was a student media, but yeah. I was calling the games on the radio. But he took a liking to me. He's like, "You get it. You understand basketball. Mm-hmm. None of these other people that cover us do." Sounds like Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he invite like he's like I'm getting. Like, wherever you want to go on the trip, like, you got all access. So he took me to shoot around on Saturday morning. So we win Friday night. We'd be grambling, uh, and they were playing, like, Boise State. It was set up. Yeah, Knight yeah. Knight versus Dockage for the first oh, time. that's great. 
So Saturday morning, we're, we have a shoot-around at, at Assembly Hall. The general literally walks right through the middle of it. Like, no coach is allowed to <laughs> – no other team is allowed to be here. Who's stopping him? Yeah, well, that's what I'm, – I'm off on the side. And he says something to Dockage, talks to him for a minute, and guys are shooting. It's at the end of the shoot-around. Dockage come over and I go, what was that? He goes, it's his building. He can do whatever he wants. That's right. I was like, okay. Yeah. He goes, hey, like – in 10 minutes, you're going to go interview him in his office, one-on-one, you five did. minutes. He goes, whatever you do, don't don't piss him off. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me? How'd he you goes, do, Gibbe? He goes, you got 10 minutes notice. Like, it's not like I have a phone no. that I can prepare. Nothing. Yeah. No game notes. And I walked down this dark hallway. His secretary was there. She's like, oh, yeah, Bob, Bob's expecting you. Yeah. I walked in. Coach is sitting behind his desk. and That's awesome. Got five minutes on the pregame. That's and awesome. It was a, it was awesome. Like we got done. How many questions did you get? In fi- I'm guessing it's two max. Oh no! With the no, he, would, he, he talked no, in sound bites. Like he would, t- he would give you, you thirty. He, I'm sure you felt this. I was a little bit more veteran when I interviewed him, and in that I'd already been in the business for a while. But he's one of the few people I was legitimately nervous to interview one on one. Yes, just because I, you, you don't know. Like we've all seen so much. Like in one you know, question, it felt dude. like could set him yeah. off. Yeah, yeah don't well, phrase sure. this wrong. Like right, you know. But so he gave like, no, no, he not he, he wouldn't ramble. Right, he gave you a concise answer. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was Got probably it. a twenty to thirty second, maybe forty, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he would answer I'm, the question yeah. efficiently. Yeah. We got done with the interview, and I said, how'd I do? Because <laughs> why not? How about a little feedback? And he's like, you were great. He goes, what do you want to know? And we just talked hoops. He goes, did you play? I go, yeah, well, play is a loose term. So uh, boy, you were great on thug. an AAU yeah. squad. I was a, I was a thug. So, <laughs> and it was just, he was like, he appreciated someone who knew the game. Yeah. That didn't beat around the bush, that just – Went and asked the question. You also had Dan's, you'd been knighted. Yeah, you had the boys. Yes. Thing, which yes. is a big part of it. Yeah. That there was that too. So, so but yeah, uh, he was always great to us because he, the Wolf family was one of the longer boosters, you know, ever. And so they always took care of him when he came in. So he's every, all the stations I was at were those, they owned them. So he would always be very kind. Yeah. The, the few other times that we had stuff when I was with ESPN and everything, he was always extremely nice with his time gracious yeah he, he was a good guy yeah complicated dude but he was yes uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, perfect yeah. by any no, stretch of the imagination was, I was thinking who about is this. no no i was thinking about this earlier he's probably one of the last guys from that generation who n- did not ever have to evolve he was the same guy the whole way through and it well, cost him i was gonna say it's like a revolution led to his there's no question no. but he never changed the stuff that he did in the 70s he did at yeah. texas tech in the end and yeah, it cost him, but it was Five, all there. Twenty-one C, twenty-plus win seasons at Texas oh. Tech. They had never had that. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, there's no question. Yep. Is it Neil Reed. Yeah, is that yeah. what the name? Yep. yep. Um, all right, we'll hit you the matchup. We'll do the Browns defense versus the Cardinals offense coming up next. Let's to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the next gen stm presented by ticketmaster it's the official wait list of your cleveland browns being a next gen stm is the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons visit clevelandbrowns.com slash waitlist to reserve your spot today it is time for the matchup presented by bally bet sports betting partner your cleveland browns now live in ohio it is the browns defense versus the cardinals offense and for the details we go to dr z thank you nope thank you there you go Well, here's the hard part, kids. We don't know who's playing quarterback, although it does seem it does seem to be a little a young Clayton Thune. Clayton, is it Thune? Thune or Tune? I don't know. You convince me of either. I got him confused with Clayton Thorson, who played I, quarterback I at Northwestern. I think is it's it Tune. All right, I got him confused. How's it spelled? T H U N E. Then it's then it's Tune because he puts pronunciations on here as opposed to their actual names. Okay. And there if there's one that needs to be done, so he's got it as Tune. Okay. There we go. Clayton Toom, Houston. We're going to we're going to expect it to be him. This guy played a lot in college. 47 games, 44 starts at Houston, second all-time there in passing touchdowns, total touchdowns last year, threw for 4074 and 40. Uh limited preseason action this year, 57.6%, 353 touchdown a pick, four sacks, rating of 73.6. So this is a team right now that is without its top running back. James Conner's been on IR since week 5. Abari DiMarcato did not practice yesterday. He is their leading rusher now with 195 yards in terms of the people that are active. They've got the veteran Damian Williams as well as Keontae Ingram on the roster. You've got a good tight end in Trey McBride, who's coming off a game in which he had 10 catches for 95 yards and a touchdown against Baltimore. They've got a good receiving room, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. He's got 416 yards, four touchdowns, leads the team there. He has not scored away from Arizona. Rondale Moore has 147 yards rushing, which is the most of any wide receiver in the NFL and a franchise rec- record. And then they have Michael Wilson, the big rookie out of Stanford, their third-round pick. Now, he did not practice with a shoulder injury, left last week's game early. He has 401 yards, averaging 16 yards per catch and two touchdowns on the season. Good run-blocking offensive line, and they've been an explosive run team. 13 runs of 20 or more yards, tied for first in the league with Miami. 5.1 yards per carry, second with Miami. 29 runs of 10-plus yards. That is fourth in the league. They're the number four rushing offense. Um, They have not been necessarily the most effective offense in the league. They're number four, as I said, in terms of rushing. They are 28th passing, and they are 21st overall, 22nd in terms of scoring. They do not possess the ball for much, 25th in that category. Um... And really, it's a new team. I mean, Josh Dobbs is their quarterback for the whole season. Yeah. And Josh Dobbs is gone. Dobbs was 1-7 and seven as a starter. He's gone. Clayton Toon, or it could be Kyler Murray. But everything coming out of there, it sounds like sounds now, is going to be yeah. it's going to be Clayton Toon this week and Kyler Murray next week. Good run-blocking offensive line, and it is a big offensive line. 310, 330, 310, 320, 310 across the front. Yelled to Froholt, a name familiar to Browns fans. I think that we can, if we get them in passing situations, look, we, we, our defense should dominate this game. Yep. They should dominate this game. We should be able to get them in obvious passing situations. We should be able to pin our ears back. We should be able to get after the quarterback. We should be able to dominate this game. This is a game for our defense to dominate. Our defense has been very good, by the way, at home 
12.8 points per game, 186 yards per game, best in the NFL, 101 pass yards per game, best in the NFL, 21% on third downs at home this year. That's also best in the NFL. I, I just, we should dominate this team. This is not a good football team, folks. I mean, let's just, we're not trying to, you know, make bulletin board material. It's just a fact of the matter. This is not a good football team. They are 1-7. and seven. They have lost five games in a row. They lost those games by 19 14, 17, 10. Last week by seven, but it was really, I mean, he does he, it's, I, I it, don't even know what to make of it. It's such a bold play. It's November. Well, and there's snowy slush, and slushy slush, and dirt, grime. You need like a carpet. He's, I bet he definitely has those, like, you know, like the. Remember when Diddy had that guy with the umbrella? Yeah. That's what Bentley. He, he needs that guy. guy's name was Bentley. That Bentley guy. He needs yeah. that guy just sorting out where he's walking. Make sure. Agreed. Yeah, this is not a good football team. They started off plucky. They lose by four. They lose by three. They beat the Cowboys, but since then, all double digits. And last week, while they lost by seven, that was really a double-digit loss to the Baltimore Ravens. So, not a good team. We should be able to dominate them. You know, Hollywood Brown, you don't want him getting behind you, but he's only averaging 10.9 uh, yards per catch this year. Rondale Moore, watch some of the big runs there. I... I is that much? We should blink this team. I mean, this could be, this has shutout potential. Yeah, it should be. Handle your business. That's the way that Handle your business. They've scored, they scored 24 last week, but again. They've been around 10, it feels like. 9, 10, 16. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we should. Yes. And that was with Dobbs. This is with this cat who's never played. Correct. Yeah. Hey, Browns fans, enter today for a chance to win season tickets for the 2024 season from Sugardale and your local Meyer. Head to browns.com slash contest to enter now. And don't forget to grab the Sugardale bacon on your next trip to Meyer. Coming up at the top of the hour, Deshaun Watson's availability with the media. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the preferred provider of copiers and document services for the Cleveland Browns. They'll tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. And now we head to the podium where earlier today, Deshaun Watson met with the media. How did show we respond to uh, yesterday's practice? Uh, it was good. It was fine. Another work day um, in the books. You just got to keep progressing. Which chance do you think you have of playing this Sunday? Uh, I'm not even sure. Just following uh, the medical protocols, and uh, uh, you know, we'll just go from there. Are you even more? Sure this is part of the ramp up period to get you out there and practice, or does this mean that since you're out there and practice, you have a really good No, I mean it's part of the process. It's part of the the protocols because um, you can't cannot throw and then just go out there and just try to play a game. So. Uh, you know, it's just part of the process, and uh, we just take it day by day. Considering the setback you had in the Indianapolis game there, how much ca- how much more cautious are you going through this process again coming back? Uh, I'm not cautious at all. I mean, it's part of the process, and, you know, like I said before, uh, the Indianapolis week was, I think, four weeks. Um, so we try to, you know, maximize or minimize how, how much I need um, at that time, and, um, you know, now we're going on six weeks, so... You know, just try to just stay the course, stay the process, but, you know, follow what the doctors say and uh, go from there. Do you have to ice it or anything? What, what, when you're done with practice, what, what do you do for your uh, Just recovery stuff. Which is? Yeah, just, for, just recovery stuff, but whatever that requires. Sean, did you feel that you had similar velocity on the ball 
as you did before the Colts game? Did it get better? How can you describe Yeah, I mean, it's getting better each and every day. Uh, you know, the arrows going up, the process has been very, very good. Um, and we just, you know, steady, just going day to day and uh, just making sure that we're doing everything we can to build that strength and everything. Should we tried any kind of different braces or anything? Is there an experiment and trying different things for support there? Uh, no, sir. No. Now, how about padding or anything? Because I know you're worried about taking another blow to the back there. Do you have any extra padding in there when you do play? No, sir. Just in general, I don't want to assume, how do you feel at this point? As far as health-wise or just yeah, in general? Getting that shoulder back to like what you consider to be 100%. How do you feel in that process? I feel, you know, good. The process, like I said before, has been been going up. Um, you know, we're right on track where we need to be uh, for what I feel like. Um, so just communicating with all the doctors and all the coaching staff and, you know, make sure we're doing all the steps that we need to make sure that whenever that time is, you know, I step on the field ready to play. Did the week off last week or the week away from practice, I should say, did that give you a big boost? Did that help you significantly try to get back sooner? Um, I, I mean, I guess it did. Um, you know, the biggest thing was, you know, they don't want to put me in the spot where, you know, I re-injured the, the shoulder. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a fine line that you got to play with. And, um, you know, you just got to make sure you're doing all the stuff that you need before, uh, you know, you can go back out there. So Is there some Sunday that, you know what, hey, let's kind of chill out for another week and, and maybe try to get back for those two big games against the Ravens and the Steelers. Would you be totally fine with that? Uh, of course, I want to play, but like I said um, before, you know, as long as we're all on the same page as a <clears throat> as a player, as a staff, and an organization, then I think you know that's whatever is best for the team, the best for the you know future of this team is definitely uh, what we need to be heading to. Is there a hurdle or a test that you feel like you need to clear before you return to the field, whether it's Sunday or down the road? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things in the protocol that we need to clear to before we can you know get back out there on the field, but. Um, you know, we just step by step, day by day. You know, you can't jump the, can't jump in front of that. You just got to keep telling, continue to take it one step at a time. Could that happen by Sunday, though? Uh, I'm not even sure. That's a medical question. So, is this a decision that could be made Friday, or could it be? Could you be a game time decision similar to the Baltimore game Sunday? Um, I'm not even sure. That's a Kevin question. So hey, I'm nobody not knows sure. your body better than you. What percentage are you at right now? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't be giving out no percentages <laughs> right now. When, when you look at those two games I'm coming 40. up after this, <laughs> you know, when you, I know you guys don't necessarily look ahead and you try to keep the blinders on, but when you do look at the schedule, you see that you do have those two big AFC North games against Baltimore and Pittsburgh coming up. How does that factor into when you return and what your situation is? Um, I, I don't think it does. I mean, right now we're focusing on Arizona, um, so I, <clears throat> I get the question and things like that. But you know, right now, you know, we're locked in on the Cardinals, and, and it's a big week this week for us to come back home in front of our fans and try to get the W. So uh, you know, whenever that time comes, it comes. But uh, right now, it's, it's truthfully just day to day, and uh, you know, seeing how we feel. How a couple you, more. How will you know that you're ready to go? Like in your mind, you know, as Tom asked you, you know your body, but just how will you know when you're ready? Um, it's just one of those deals where you're, you're just know. I think we're all know from myself, from Kevin, from, you know, Joe and the medical staff, from everybody. You know, everyone seen me when I was healthy, and then they see me when I was at my lowest too. So, uh, you know, I think we all, if we're all on the same page, we'll, we'll know. How important, is it, how important has it been for you to kind of guide your teammates and when you're with the uncertainty? 
PJ and even Dorian throughout these couple weeks that you've been dealing with this? How important has it been for you to be kind of like a mentor for them and still be involved? Uh, it's very important. And, uh, you know, whenever the injury did occur, that's one of the things in the leadership and the captain meetings that they made sure. You know, they all looked at me and made sure that I was making sure that, you know, I stay involved, stay engaged um, because, you know, guys that's been in the injury protocol before, you know, tend to feel, you know, kind of away from the team. But, uh, you know, we did a good job of just staying in, staying in tune in every meeting, um, at practices, talking with PJ and, and DTR and talking with the whole offense. So, um, you know, I've been around, haven't missed a beat, and um, everything's been going well. Would you talk about this injury? Out of the game? Yeah, yeah, would you? I mean, you keep his head, you know, keep his head up high. He played a hell of a game. He did what we need to do to have a chance to win. And uh, sometimes the ball don't bounce our way. That's the life of the NFL. That's life. Uh, sometimes it just don't bounce our way. You just got to go on to the next one and uh, keep it pushing. Sean, you talked about that. You mentioned pain last week. How would you describe the, you know, the, the pain, the, the frequency of it, and the, you know, the, the kind of pain you were feeling in the shoulder, and, and how has that, that dissipated over, over time? Uh, yeah, it's been getting better um, each and every day, and um, you know we just again just slowly over and over. I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me to say some stuff, but uh, we're not allowed to speak on injuries to that detail. Yesterday, uh, there you know, amongst the people that watched you practice, there were sort of you know conflicting interpretations of how the ball looked coming out of your hand. Some people thought the velocity looked good. Other people thought. But it didn't look like you really. You know, who are these people? They're <laughs> facts. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, so I'm just saying that, you know. If it's coming from fans, then I had that next question. Sorry, yeah. Mary Kate. But, yeah, well, if, it's, mean, if a, it's not coming from anybody in the front office or in this locker room, it don't even matter at all. So. Yeah, I guess I'm just asking, you know, was the velocity good? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, again, it was a, it was a good day. Uh, it's been a good week, you know, progressing each and every day. Each and every day. And uh, we just got to keep pushing forward, taking taking it one step. Deshaun, real quick, I, I know there's a lot of people trying to make this decision together, right? You've talked about the cohesion, you, Kevin, the medical staff. Ultimately, how much do you feel this is in your hands when you decide, hey, I think I'm ready? Or is that more being dictated to you? Man, we all got to be on the same page, you know. I, I told the guys that I was ready in the Apple's week, and that was my decision. And look, it wasn't, I wasn't ready, you know. So I tried to jump the gun a little bit. and. Uh, it didn't go our way. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got you to listen to the experts and all the things that they did. It's my first time dealing with it. So, of course, I know my body. So I'm keeping track of everything that I'm doing and, and letting them know what's going on and, and what's, what's good and what's not good. So, uh, you know, I think we all be on the same page and, and we all feel right when that time comes. How do you think the rest of the guys have done on this one? kind of sticking together? And, you know, it's a tough spot not having their franchise quarterback. So how do you think the rest of the guys have done um, you know, win the four games here and haven't really played much. Uh, I mean, they did a heck of a job. I mean, um, you know, of course, the Baltimore game was, it is what it is that happens. Um, you know, you got to give Baltimore credit, but the other three, you know, we had opportunities. We, we finished two of them. We didn't finish one. Um, it came close to it, to, to last minute, 40 seconds. Um, so the guys been sticking together. We, you know, a lot of guys banged up. A lot of guys has been pushing forward and, you know, injuries happen. So, you know, everybody in this locker room understand this type of injury that I'm dealing with and, um, you know, making sure, you know, every time they walk past me, make sure I take care of myself. And whenever I'm ready, they understand that I'll be back out there. So 
um, you know, we all locked in on that. They know the competitor and the player that I am and uh, if, that I want to be back out there and, and help the team win. But, uh, you know, if I can't be 100 and be beneficial for the team, then they understand that too. All right, coming up next, we hit the matchup, our offense versus the Cardinals defense. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your game plan for the season includes buying or selling a home. Howard Hanna has the answers for you, delivering a winning strategy for breaking down the game of real estate. As the market's leaders in Northeast Ohio, more buyers and sellers trust Howard Hanna for their winning home team. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today for more. And now we head back to the podium. Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. Alex, we're all trying to assess whether we thought Deshaun threw with better velocity yesterday. What did you guys yesterday. think? What did you think? I thought a little bit. Yeah, okay. I thought a little bit better, too. Yeah, he looked better. He, uh, progressing. Friday feels like it, you know, just naked eye, but yeah, I think he's feeling better. Who's your uh, new starting receiver? Who is our new starting receiver? We're going to play by committee out there. We'll see who lines up out there first, but uh, big shoes to fill. I mean, just uh, hats off to Donovan. Uh, I'm sorry to see him leave, obviously, as a player and a person, but uh, excited for his opportunity. Um, you know, we'll have to have a couple guys fill those shoes, but... Um, is this an opportunity to tell him? Yeah, I think he's one of the guys that definitely will be in the mix there. Um, you know, he'll, he'll find his way. It'll, it'll um, get him more involved than he has been in the past. You know, Marquise will be in there. We'll, we'll, we'll roll guys through that spot. What have you seen in these practices? Has he improved in any area? Or? Absolutely. You know, he's a guy that we were high on coming out of camp, made a lot of plays in training camp for us, made plays in the preseason, um, and then just really just starting to ease him back into it the last couple of weeks. And now this is going to accelerate that maturation for him. But, uh, Big body, big target, you know, brings a lot in the run game as far as a force blocker um, and then can make plays, contested plays, uh, high point the ball, the things that he does well. So he'll definitely be more involved. Looking at the Cardinals, they seem to have a lot of different weapons that are productive. They are among the league's best at sacks, tackles for loss. When you're playing against a team that seems to have you know, bullets flying from lots of different areas, does that make it more difficult for you to game plan? Yeah, definitely. They're multiple in what they do. Uh, multiple personnel groupings, um, you know, multiple coverages, structures, their pressure package is good. So, yeah, it's definitely a week of preparation for us. Um, you know, they present you some different looks that you're not used to seeing. So, um, like every other week, you just got to dump out the bucket of stuff you learned a week before and, and refocus on this defense, and, and they do present you some challenges. But, uh, you know, I feel good after coming out of Seattle. Um, our communication was superb. You know, our operation was great. Had one false start in a, in a bad spot. So I feel like we're focused in right now. We're doing a great job of preparation during the week, and we'll be ready on Sunday. With PJ, how do you, uh, you know, keep the aggressiveness and cut down on the interception? It's such a fine line. It really is. You know, the interception at the end there, um, that's a freak deal. Hits off a helmet, goes 50 feet in the air. Uh, the one we had earlier was kind of a combination of three different guys. You know, we were a little late on a snap. We got edged in protection, had to move him off the spot. You know, Dave kind of slowed down a hair. The ball flew a little bit. So that's a tough one. I'd like to get that back. But that, whatever it is, you know, we talked about it um, in our team meeting on, 
on uh, Wednesday when the guys came back, just the importance of the ball. You know, we're terrible at it right now. Um, I've been on teams where all you do is talk about ball security and all you do is turn it over. I've been on teams you never talk about it once, never do a drill, and you never turn it over. It's just that fine line. We just have to be hyper-focused, and when we're in traffic, whether it be in the pocket or with the ball in our hand down the field as a runner, we have to make sure we're doing everything we can with our fundamentals and our techniques to take care of the ball. Decision-making for the quarterback is a huge part of that as well. It's definitely something we've addressed. Um, I feel like if you know, we take the turnovers out of the games we've lost, we're going to at least be in a position to have a chance to win them. So we've we got to find a way to take care of the ball at all costs. With uh, David Njoku, it seems like he's been more involved in the passing game lately. Was that like you guys make concerted effort to do that? Why has he been able to have that? Yeah, well, Dave's one of those guys where you want the ball in his hands. You know, he's such a violent runner uh, with his speed and his size. Um, any way we could find the way, ways to get him the ball uh, and let him take off is something, yeah, obviously we're going to highlight our, our marquee players, and Dave would be one of those. When it comes to that, you guys had such a successful screen game. I mean, how much do you guys work that? It sounds like you guys work in a ton. Is it, is it more than other places you've been? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think Coach Callahan's technique and the way he teaches it, um, we practice it you know, every day uh, in a certain segment of practice. So it's something that we've been good at here in our four years together. And uh, you know, it's a strength of ours. The, the, the touchdown to Dave, um, really was a design off of our screen game. So we showed screen to both sides to try to pull the linebackers. And it's an old play. It's been around forever. But when you screen well, you get those kind of responses. Then you can counter back with the, the kind of change up off of your screen game. So yeah, we, we do put time in it. We pride ourselves in being a great screen team. Um, and it was very productive in Seattle. So. Yeah. You got 155 yards out of Just how do you feel that? Rotation is going with those three. I know, you know, Kareem was a little frustrated. He didn't get any touches sure. there uh, in, in that fourth quarter. But just where are you at with this run? Really, it's it's by committee right now. Everybody's going to get their touches. Um, you know, I see all those guys as one one A, one B. Uh, you know, they could all come in and be productive, which they've shown. Um, that was our plan last week going in. Um, you know, with with uh, Jerome coming off of the the injury, not sure he was going to make it, so we just wanted to put him in on third downs early see how he felt, and then know that we could get him the ball in the fourth quarter with fresh legs. So that's kind of how that thing uh, unfolded. But uh, really impressed with all the guys. You know, Kareem right now is running extremely hard. He had some great runs that weren't there um, and got three yards, you know, and stuff that we had free rushers. So really proud of the way he's running with the physicality. Um, you know, Pierre has the speed and the vision. He can get on the edge. Uh, did some good things in the wide zone game as far as the perimeter game as well. And then Jerome's just, that's, you know, the sweet feet where he can cut on a dime and make the move. So really, um, you know, losing Nick was big. It took a lot of feet to fill those shoes, his shoes. So we're just going to keep rolling with the with the guys and, and really happy with all of them right now. MVP, how about Nick Harris's skill set? What you must trust about his athleticism to put him out there as a fullback in situations that may not necessarily be Screaming, here. Yeah, very talented, very, very athletic, um, you know, very fleet of foot, get around blocks. He can do a lot of things like his, uh, his ability to lead uh, coming out of the backfield, uh, can help us in protection as well uh, in certain schemes. But he's a guy that can do it all. Really can't wait to see him catch a pass soon, um, you know. But he, he has a really unique skill set, and we're trying to find more ways to use him. All right, there you go. Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt at the podium. Time for the matchup. 
Presented by Ballybat, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. It is our offense versus the Cardinals' defense. For the details, we go to Dr. Z. All right, again, theme, not that great. They are the number 27 scoring defense, the number 26 total defense. They are the 30th-ranked defense on third down. They give up 23.3 first downs a game. And to put that in context for you, our defense gives up 12.7. So they're giving up double the number of first downs per game that our defense gives up. Uh, they have a lot of guys that can get after the quarterback. They play it's a 3-4 is what they play a lot of, but they'll play when they have the three down linemen. They got the three big guys up front, and then they stand up Dennis Gardeck or Victor Dimokeji and Zaven Collins. They're the pass rushers on the outside. They've got a lot of people that can get after the quarterback. They cannot cover. Their secondary is dreadful. Starling Thomas, Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, Garrett Williams. They do have Buda Baker. He's the one pro bowler on the roster. Uh, they brought Kaiser White over from Philadelphia. He leads the team with 69 tackles. He was with John Gannon in Philly in 2022. Uh, so 3-4, they're going to do some – they don't blitz much, but when they do blitz, it's typically a cover zero and all-out blitz. Their blitz rate 17.7%. That's 32nd in the NFL, but they play cover zero 8.2% of the time, which is the number four, fourth most in the league. So half of their blitzes are from that standpoint. They play 55% split safety, so middle of field open. That's cover two, cover four. They play 29% quarters. That's cover four, number two in the NFL. Uh, they don't play a ton of cover three, and they only have a single high safety 38% of the time. That is 32nd league. But conversely, we have a single high safety 79% of the time first in the league. They don't play much man, just 21%. So I think this is it's a defense they're going to put a lot of different looks at you. They bring pass rushers from a lot of different places. Sometimes they rush three and drop eight. Sometimes they bring people. That's what they did certainly against Baltimore. They rushed three, dropped eight quite a bit to try to confuse Lamar Jackson and keep him contained. Their sacks, though, they do get to the quarterback. And this, to me, is so interesting what's going on with them here. They have, give, they have 24 sacks on the season, eighth most. They have 11 players who have at least one sack. That's second behind Baltimore as 13. Six have two or more sacks. Five guys on the team already have new career highs in sacks, and we're halfway through the season. Demo Cagey, four. Uh, Zaven Collins, three and a half. Strong, two and a half. White, two. Ledbetter, one and a half. They have 43 tackles for losses here, fourth most in the NFL. But like I said, they're not good. Quarterbacks, 71% completion, 102 rating against them. Running backs averaging 140 total yards and one and a half touchdowns per game against them. They've allowed three 100-yard receivers already this year. They're, they're not great, and our offense should be able to handle them. Now, we've got, sounds like, our tackles back, and if you paid attention to scores earlier, we told you a pretty good indication that would happen with Dewan and Jed. Njoku's back as well. Um, you know, who's going to be the extra receiver? David Bell not practicing. We know Tillman's going to be number four. Cooper, Goodwin, and maybe we see more of Marquise Goodwin. That could be a good thing. I feel right now that Deshaun Watson will get out there for the Cleveland Browns. We'll just have to wait and see uh, if that ends up being the case. But it seems like everything is trending for him to be the starting quarterback. Our three-headed monster at running back is still very good. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, Pierre Strong Jr. So I, I feel like we should. it's a game we should win, and it's a game we should win big. Hard to imagine it the other way. But, of course, weird things happen in this they league. Beat, as they, Denzel said earlier, they whipped the Cowboys. Yep. Um, but even that team is not this one. That team that beat Dallas is not yes. this team that's coming in here well, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, when a medical mistake kinds your injury, call the medical mall practice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elks, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, we get your fantasy minute, also your mailbag. 
This is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Pet Supplies Plus giving you a chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Plus and receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Before we get to the mailbag, a fantasy minute presented by Scaleco Capital. Scaleco Capital, investing and scaling companies locally. Dr. Z. All right, quickly some news from Arizona where James Conner is on IR and Mari DiMarcado is out with a toe injury, at least early in the early portion of practice this week. The team has signed Tony Jones out of Notre Dame, an undrafted free agent who spent time with New Orleans in 2020 through this season. He was released after four games with New Orleans, and they signed him uh, on the season. 21 carries, 70 yards, two touchdowns. He also had four catches, 21 yards as well. So two total touchdowns for him in his career. He's averaged 2.8 yards a carry for his career. Okay. This is what we're this is what I'm talking about. This is where we're yeah, at with this football team. Yeah, that's where they're at. Yep. All right, so there it is. Uh, all right, fantasy minute. This is where we actually are trying to go here. That's right, sir. That's right. A lot of big buys this week. Huge buys. Jacksonville. Yep. You got the Jags on a buy this week. You have got There's it's all good. It's, it's all, all good, good. fans. Uh, Niners. Yes. Niners, Jags, Lions. Mm-hmm. Broncos. I think you might be right. I think that I'm saying that not emphatically, but I do think it actually is right. All right, so what do we want here this week? Let's start with the quarterback position because if you had Trevor Lawrence, you had Jared Goff, you're going to have to make a move there. You're going to have to change where you're going and maybe some pick-up-and-play guys for you this week. So a couple of guys that I would go in the pick-up-and-play category. Sam Howell, I think, is a nice pick-up-and-play. Derek Carr against Chicago is a good pick-up-and-play. Baker Mayfield against Houston. C.J. Stroud against Tampa in that same game. Uh, and then I like, obviously, C.J. Stroud, as I mentioned, good. Uh, one I think that you could take like a little bit of a gamble on, Bryce Young against Indy. He's throwing it pretty well. And I like Heineke against Minnesota. That's not a good defense mm-hmm. a- at all. So I think that you could maybe have some success throwing the football there. Well, don't forget, if you needed to go against the Washington Commanders, Mac Jones. This is more, we're getting really into we're the really deep, here. Yeah. But they but just, look, traded, have they just traded away their pass rush. I yeah. mean, their two ends are gone. And there's like potentially seven rookie quarterbacks starting. So. Yeah, so you, <laughs> right, you got to get, it, it's not easy, not easy this week. All right, running back position for you this week. Obviously, it's all the normal people that you've been rolling with uh, all year long. As you get into it, I think Zach Moss, even though Jonathan Taylor's back, he had another 60 yards and yeah. a touchdown. He's, he, he's good, flex him up. Roll with them every week. I like what Gus Edwards has been doing. He scored three times last week. Daryl Henderson, I think, is a solid start for you as well. If you need a Brown, you know, Kareem Hunt, he scored a touchdown. He's clearly the goal lineback. He scored a touchdown in, four stri- in three straight games, four touchdowns for the Browns over those last three weeks. So those would be some of the running backs that I would look at. 
wide receivers for you this week. Again, you're going with the norm, the, the usual suspects. I, I think Devontae Adams has to bounce back. He's squeaky wheel. He's going to get some grease. Aiden O'Connell would be very wise to just get him the football early and often. Love what Gabe Davis has been doing for the Buffalo Bills. I, I'd like that this week. Josh Downs is starting to move into every week start territory for you. Um, and, and, yeah, those are some of the guys that I would look at at wide receiver. Tight end, this is an interesting one. Darren Waller is out with an injury. Yep. Evan Ingram's on a bye. Laporta's on a bye. Kittle is on a bye. So that's three. And who Denver? Denver doesn't have it. So you're without four of the top tight ends is my point right now. So guys to pick up and play this week. Dalton Kincaid, I told you a few weeks ago to get him. If he's out there, you go get him right now. Trey McBride against us, although we've been excellent against tight ends. But last week, 10 catches. You can't ignore that kind of volume. Different quarterback, though. Logan Tomlin, Thomas in Washington has been very reliable this year. Uh, Jace Ferguson, if he's on the waiver wire for the Dallas Cowboys, I like him. Donald Parham Jr. should be on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. I think he's a good pickup and play against the Jets if Gerald Everett remains out. And then the other one, at some point, Taysom Hill is starting to get back into that territory where you got to play this guy. And the reason is he is putting up monster fantasy points. He has rushed the ball last week, nine for 63 and two touchdowns against the Jags, five for 18 and a touchdown plus four catches for 50. So he scored a rushing touchdown in back-to-back games. And if you're in a pinch, you pick him up, you play him at tight end. So I think that is a good way to go. Good job. Good job to you. There you go. That's right. your fancy Time mate. for your uh, mailbag. And it's a Mailbag Thursday presented by the Cross Country Mortgage Mailbag, the official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. When it comes to financing, they're always going to get you home. Visit ctm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. Hello, Gibbe. Gentlemen, tweet your questions, ladies as well, to at Browns underscore daily. A few from yesterday, a few comments and questions. All right. Cleveland is the reason. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Arthur Smith is so smug because he's the son of the founder of FedEx. Come on. Is that real? Is that real? I haven't verified that, but it's, I've is that multiple re- it's people. On is social. that really? I feel like that's a very quick Wikipedia. A lot of people, have, I've seen that, though, from a lot. All right, let me, that's what I've seen. i got to get right. to the bottom of this right now. Uno says confirmed. Uno confirms it? Frederick W. Come Smith. on. <laughs> so founder or CEO? I need a, I need a, I need a personal life. Founder and chairman. His father of FedEx founder. Jeez. Smith's father is FedEx founder and former CEO. Oh, my God. I do whatever I want. No wonder. No wonder he's smug. Yeah. It explains a lot. Jeez. It explains a lot. House money, baby. <laughs> do whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I would just be an NFL head coach for a few years. Oh, my gosh. Add to the stockpile of money in my house. He and Stefanski are supposedly pretty, are pretty tight. There you go. Well, I mean, listen, well. Good somebody, he seems good to know, even though he might not be the nicest guy we've ever come across. Kev's dad media. ran the Sixers, so there's, yeah, those are the circles. Those are the circles. Yeah. Uh, some Halloween candy discussion from the other day from John Costas. Our good friend. Currently catching up on Browns Daily. I know it's assumed otherwise, but Reese's Pieces do not have any chocolate betwixt the shell and peanut butter. Still delightful. Go, Browns. Great use of betwixt. I thought that that candy shell had a little chocolate in it. You said that yesterday emphatically, and I had some last night test, and 
I could have been convinced one way or the other. Like you could convince the, me there that is there was a flavor tiny in there, bit a of hint. chocolate in there. Maybe it's in the shell. I don't right, know. Right, that's what I would think in the shell. That maybe there's a little bit of that. It's definitely the peanut butter is the overwhelming. Yes. I think the, the, as I as I enjoyed a few last night, what I noticed was it's the the thinness of the shell that makes it so perfect. I don't. It's the thinnest damn and the, layer. And the peanut butter that's in that is a little different than the it peanut is. butter in the cups. It's it is like, a little it's, different. It's a little lighter, a little smoother. I think it is too. Yeah. yeah. Love a dog today, related slash not related, all Skittles have the same flavor, but they have a different scent. I did not have that. I don't believe that. That's, I find I that know, hard to believe. I'm mind blown. That, I don't I buy don't, that. I don't believe The grape tastes like grape. The lemon tastes like lemon. It's not just because of the scent. I can't, I can't just be the I can't Scent is that. a big part of taste, though. It is, but that seems. I can't smell anything. It fell on my nose. I Ohio State, Michigan might have been intoxicated 10 years Um. You can tweet your questions to at Browns underscore daily, like Robert pasted. What is the process for uniform selection each game? Who has the final say? I believe, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe that it's typically a coach ultimately makes that decision. I think it's like laid out before the season. Correct. Yeah, some coaches really care about it. Like Sean Payton was adamant that the Saints always wear black pants. Like he, they never wore the gold pants when he was there. So some coaches have that. But, like, for example, in Dallas, you can't tell me Mike McCarthy's telling the Cowboys what to wear. Jarrah's making those decisions. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think it just depends on, depends on the does the coach care, does the owner Coach care. finds out from Jarrah's yeah, Tuesday radio appearance. Yeah, that's not <laughs> what, what the That's how that's is. going. Yeah. Cleveland is the reason. Newer father here. Congratulations. What would be one piece of advice uh, each of you would give? With a new, a new father? Yeah, new newer father here. What would be one piece of advice each of you would give? I would say make so sure. There's so many. But make sure I'm going to go away from like advice to actually how to rear the child to more advice for everybody's sanity, which I think will ultimately lead to a better environment in which to rear the child. But still make sure you still do things for yourself. Make sure your significant other still does things for themselves. And make sure you guys still do things together. Yeah. So that you are in a better frame of mind to rear the child, which is now becoming you can't prepare for it. There's an, even if everybody tells you it's a it's a game changer. Yeah. I, my general rule of thumb is say no to everything in except if it's of asking of me like they have to earn the things that they get. But if they ask me, Dad, will you do this? Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. What do we got to do? do? It, yeah. What do you need? Let's do it. Will you coach this? Yep. You want to go shoot hoops? Yep. Yep. Should we go play golf? Yep. I, all that. Because there's going to come a point when they're going to think I suck. It's or already, just I like, can feel I'm it not coming. going to ask you. Yeah, and they're, they got their own stuff. I already see it with, like, NBC's. He'll be 12. Like, there's that's coming. But for now, like, in this age that they're in, they're all in this sweet spot. The days blend for me, but if they ask and it's that, I say yes. If you have a daughter, make sure you buy a giant meat cleaver. Just have it on standby. 12-gauge. Yep. <laughs> uh, ben Lecht, Luked. All right. Favorite jersey of all time, any sport? Good question. The this teal is a total or white. The original Charlotte Hornets, Rex. I think, um, I mean, this is one that it's just whatever hits you personally, right? So, for me... The Lakers yellow, Showtime Lakers yellow, that's perfect. That's a perfect uniform for me. Um, but there's a lot of great ones. 
And they're usually synonymous with winning. It's usually what you think well, about it. Not mine. That helps. That was Alexander Julian designed those. Yeah. He did those and the Carolina Argyle. Carolina didn't have Argyle on the side of their uniforms, and then they when after he did that with the Hornets, it was such a hit. Dean Smith asked because he's a Carolina grad, they he asked him to do the Carolina refresh and he put Argyle on the side of it. But up until that point, remember they just had the Tar Heel foot, yeah, the foot. when Jordan played. Those horns ones are so great. It's so weird that the shorts don't match the top at all. Because the top doesn't have the sh- striping, the, no, the or the top, top does, does have but the, the shorts don't. The shorts don't. It is weird. Yeah, the white one I actually liked. The I white a, one really pops. I have a game. The the Carol the uh, teal on the white in the numer- numerical numerals is awesome. Yeah, the original teals were sand knits. That's right. Yeah, but not the whites, which was weird. Yeah. Jersey Dog tweets at the show. Who is your favorite? Former Browns player that left the team during your tenure. Jarvis. Top three if it makes it easier. Jarvis. Love Jarvis. I mean, half. Well, he never left the team. He's, yeah, he's still here. He's a Brown always. Is, is retired, not leaving the team? I just think team. I didn't count him because he didn't leave the team. He was, and he's still here, like we still talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the answer, but, yeah. Okay, yeah. The Hayden. guy that I love the most is, like, what he did as a player and the interactions that we had with him was was Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis was, was great. I really liked uh, oh, and then Cole. Cole, Good the great Cole. The great Cole was something. Great Cole, uh, Christian Kirksey, Bronco Bill, dude. Bronco Bill, Billy Wynn, uh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown's great, great yeah. dude. Big play, Gare. Yeah, we we got a lot pre-COVID. We got a lot more of them. Yeah. Money Mitch was unbelievable. Money Mitch. Money Mitch. <laughs> Money Mitch. Money Mitch yeah. Unbelievable. He's on Mount Rushmore. That dude yeah, Money rallies Mitch. was a, He's got I'll a never black forget card that. to rallies. He's got a lifetime like past to rallies. I miss Money just, Mitch. I'm just gonna, crushing it. I'm going to text Money Mitch right now. Tell him we just mentioned yeah, him. I'm we going to. <laughs> What's he doing? Who's Money Mitch with? No, he's, I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's in the, the league. league. He had a great run, though. He did. Uh, love a dog today. Seasonal preferences: apple cider versus juice. Warm or chilled cider? Cider. Cider. Warm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Little, little, just a touch of the of the brown liquor. Oh, baby. Uh, each of your greatest sports performances of all time. Football versus Highwood senior year, forty-five of sixty, four fifty-four, seven touchdowns. Um, Not that you didn't have that at the ready. You got a whoa. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember like it was yesterday. The first half, I was 18 at 20. It was crazy. Everything, four touchdowns the first half. Like everything just was ridiculous. And then I had a basketball weekend against our two most chief rivals back to back. One, one, lost one, sadly. But I went 31 31 in both games. I like that little Reggie Miller. Yeah. Uh, probably as a youth, I held for decades the six and under 25 yard freestyle record in the Bay Area. God. You, would, you should have been Matt Biondi. I could have been, if you just yeah. would have locked in with your height, I feel like I know. You, how could you not it have been Matt Biondi? Do laps it, in it, a pool, too. Oh, I, it's pretty it's impressive. A, he swam at, at Lake Erie when we were up at the lake. You just... Oh, yeah, I could swim. But yeah. I, if for where, where I grew up, when I got to high school, baseball, golf, and swimming were all spring sports. So <sighs> I had to pick, and I picked golf. Smart choice. Yeah. But you I might have so. been a, an yeah. Olympian. So I'd say that in Little League, I had, I had a couple of no hitters in TOC, which was the big, you know, like the districts, and then That's getting right. into the business. There were a couple of no nos, which was a You'd be a pretty good pitcher, cool. too. Yeah, I could sling it a little bit. Yeah, big arm. And then uh, I'd say high school, yeah, winning 
golf tournaments or whatever. And then I think my, as an adult though, my walk-off eagle in the Brylow Invitational with Bowens <laughs> is probably what I would remember the most. Oh, oh, also leading a flag football team to uh, the Georgia State there Championships. That's right. After college. Throwing an XFL ball at an XFL. That's what I used. It's <laughs> nice. It's good. It was beautiful. It was black and, black red, and red. Yeah. And I got the one that was, so they had like the game one. Yeah. And then they had their, you know, all weather one. And yeah. the all weather one, I could, it just, it was like made for my hand. And I yeah. could just absolutely launch it. When that thing's spinning good, black with the red, it looks. Looked cool, yeah. Yeah. I would just that was throw a good bombs. Ball. Yeah. Joe Ross tweets at the show, Z, do you think you'd be able to go full Roy McAvoy and play a par round or close with a single club? I'll even allow you a putter for this exercise. So technically, a par round clubs. with like a, what would you pick, a seven iron? Probably not. I feel like that'd be really hard. Yeah. I'd have to. Depend on the tees and it would depend on the course, but like. I'm trying. I'd have to do course, it at my at wall. It would have to be at Walden. At Walden with a what would you pick? A seven. Most people say a seven or a six when they play that game. Just trying to think, a seven I could hit all the par threes with, except for one. One of them I would have no chance. Maybe a six. Maybe a six. I don't think so. I don't think I could do it. You're great, and I love you, but I don't think so. I think that's a really hard challenge. Yeah, I think the more better at maybe you know, maybe could you break eighty? If you gave me two club, clubs, I think I could do it. Like, could you break eighty with one club? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a lot of pressure on every single shot. Yeah, like with a putter. Uh, yeah, I think I can break eighty. No way, seventy-two. No chance. Bobby, time favorite ice cream hey, flavor and Bobby. topping. Favorite, excuse me. Ice cream flavor and topping. I don't have brambleberry. I love a brambleberry crisp. I don't have a topping. I was a big, I haven't had it in many, many years, but I was a big chunky monkey guy. Oh, that's a win. Chunky yeah, monkey is delicious. Very good. Yeah. I should run that. I, I think run I haven't had just Yeah, see. but then I think I look at the Yo, pint and I think just, it's like, it's absurd. Eh, I mean, we're talking. Jeez, what is he he's, sipping? He's sipping on a Perrier. He's like, he's like straight out of a Bush Light commercial. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. He's really he's peacocking around today. Yeah, he's feeling good. As he should. He's running a business. He's got some real heat on his feet. He does. Look at Big Drew in the getting some TV time. I, he said, well, he I is. said yeah. hey, I think you're in the camera. It's he's fine. like, I know. Well there he is. Get what, close. What's there to yes. worried about? We're talking personal achievements. Junior year in high school. Let's go. Get him close to the mic. Junior in high school batting average. 757, top 10 in Ohio. Good. Wow. Nice. Dude, you're raking. How did you Andrew not play for the Buckeyes hitting 757? Do you have the right launch angle? What? Do you have the right launch angle? How did you not play for the Buckeyes hitting 757? Great question. Um, th- there was a uh, outfielder who went to the Astros, played for Ohio State. Ronnie Hillman, is that his name? Maybe? Sure. Ronnie Hillman was a running back for the Denver Broncos. Um he played against my brother. He claimed my brother was one of the best hitters he's ever seen. So it must run in the family. Like 757 speaks So you guys were like the Bash brothers. You really were. Yeah, must have been. Must have been, yeah. Hey. 757. 757. <laughs> so I thought it was an airplane. That's pretty good. That's like what Billy Hatcher hit in the World Series against the uh, A's. God, that's right. You had to deal with that. It was something like that. You're be- right. It was like 600. <laughs> I want to say it was like 480. No. Billy Hatcher, something like that. I, it was better than that World Series record. You'd. First thing you do is send Bill. 
All right, we got a break. Uh, real Set the quick. record for the highest batting average for the 1990 World Series, 750. Come on. Had seven consecutive hits. Was, yeah, he was unbelievable. Kyle right. Gratz, real quick, in 30 seconds, most famous person in your cell phone. Uh, Ashton Kutcher. That's pretty good. I don't think I can top that one. Yeah? You used to have Jeb Bush. I have the White House switchboard direct. There's one step from the Oval Office. You're right there. So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Don't miss Kevin Spanch's show tonight. Z Gerard, 7 to 8. Pierre Strong and Coach going to join the program. We have a Thursday nighter. We have Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee you've already said you've already said Pittsburgh. it yesterday. Are you sticking yeah. with that? Yeah, I like I like Oilers huge. <sighs> Oilers huge. Fine. I don't like it. Well, I'm not a fan of it. Back to back weeks, a girl wants to go against. No, 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 no. This uh, I'm I'm not gonna go against. But I'm. It's just this is one of the what the heart wants versus what the brain says. And I, I just don't know. I, don't, I don't like that team. I just I don't either. But sorcery, there is, and it is and in Cam Hayward in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, terrible towels. Renegade. I like, the, I like the Oilers huge. Next level coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Clue the Browns daily eight fifty ESPN Thursday. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.